0: Every bone and muscle. Steady taking shots, never hurting them. Even me, you
1: don't worry. And I like to give a shout out to my with the game plan. And shout out to my with escape
2: plans.
1: You're listening to Money Line on ESPN
2: 975 and on ESPN 975.com.
1: Presented by Sky Wonder Pyrotechnics. Live from the Renterswarehouse.com studios. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan.
3: All right, we are back on Moneyline. I am Josh Jordan, joined by Jerry Bo. We got Cam behind the glass. And it's time for one of our most very favorite segments here. This is the Gal Media All-Star segment. We have a, a lot of the crew from up here at the station. They give us some picks and they try to help you guys out. So without further ado, let's see what they got for us this week.
1: It's the Gal Media All-Stars Plays of the Week. The Blitz's Fred Bauer. All right, we're looking to bounce back this week with a couple of winners, and uh, I feel like I have at least one. We'll start with steelers bengals Steelers getting a point on the road at Cincinnati. I know Cincinnati's been pretty good, but Pittsburgh, more talented team, and I think they get it done here. This is a more important game for them than it is the Bengals tough place to play in cincinnati but give me pittsburgh and uh, even if that's a pick I, I like the steelers to win that one outright and uh, we'll take a shot with the indianapolis colts getting two points at new york jets uh just killed the broncos last week and i bet against them last week so they'll make me look bad again this week but i do feel like the colts can put up some points and i think they get the win here and beat the jets outright you might even look at plus 105 money line the benches, Lance Erline. Alright guys, Lance Zerline, let's get a couple of games under our belt here, a couple of winners. Let's start off with uh, Minnesota minus 10 against Arizona.
3: Arizona and uh, Josh Rosen's first look as a rookie at Minnesota's defense. Looks like Minnesota after last week could be getting back on track and with that secondary, I do think Rosen is going to struggle here. I like Minnesota to roll it up big time, lay the 10 with Minnesota against Arizona and then we're going to go under 40.5 with Dallas versus Jacksonville. I mean, it almost seems too good to be true. You've got two teams with good defenses, two teams with uh, spotty quarterback play that's inconsistent at best. But uh, I do see both of these
1: teams' defenses rising to the occasion. So we're going to go under 40 and a half in that one. That will be our second play. Culture Maps Eric Sadler. For my first pick this week, I like the New England Patriots minus three and a half against the Kansas City Chiefs. I know the Chiefs are the NFL's hottest offense but I like the Patriots' suddenly stout running game to take advantage of a soft Kansas City defense and keep Patrick Mahomes and company off the field. Chiefs get their first loss of the season in front of
3: a nationwide TV audience. I'm also picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, plus three and a half against the Atlanta Falcons.
1: Injuries to key defensive starters have turned the Falcons from fringy Super Bowl contenders into likely picking in the top five of next year's draft. I expect Jameis Winston to make a big statement in his first game starting since coming back from suspension. Bucks win in a shootout. Sports Maps Holly Seymour.
4: All right, guys, I know the weather conditions may make you second beat this one, but I'm going to play the Rams minus six and a half here. I don't want to make this game sound all pretty and give you tons of stats. I'm just going to keep it basic here. Todd Gurley is going to have a field day against Denver's overheart defense. The Broncos are washed. The Rams are hot. This is an easy play for me. I'm also switching it up last minute since everybody is jumping all over the Pittsburgh game. I had that, so let me go a different direction here for you guys. I have on Chicago minus two and a half against Miami, so it's Christmas morning for me. But I believe the line is now at minus six and a half in favor of Chicago. If there's any slight chance that Brock Osweiler is starting, eat that up because it's Christmas for you too. So play that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I, I'm with you there, Holly. With Brock Osweiler going, I think you gotta you feel pretty good about that. What, what do you think about the Bears this week,
0: Jerry? I love the Bears from a fantasy perspective and especially from the gambling perspective. Now with the news that Brock is starting, it has moved from four to six now. So it's now you're getting to key numbers. (laughs) But people don't realize that the offensive line troubles that Miami has are huge. They're missing their center. Now Tunzo, I think, is not going to play or he's I know he's questionable. So they have trouble up there. And that's the last team you want to be facing is that that. Bears front Khalil Mack coming at you and I think they're gonna you'll see a couple pick sixes today from Brock
3: yeah I think so too what do you think about Holly's other pick there the the Rams minus
0: six and a half it's tough that one because when we think of Denver we traditionally think about that defense and that's not what they are by any means anymore they are they're getting burned all over the place they got two hurt defensive backs that are that are pretty much over their prime with Pac-Man and I don't know what to say about them anymore. Now, whenever it was at seven and a half and it was past the prime number of seven, you know, it was good to get that hook. But now I hear it's at six and a half, six, and a game that predicts a lot of snow. I'm I'm with Holly as far as that. Gurley's going to tear it up and he's going to run right into the heart of that defense. Now, six and a half, seven. Running backs love
4: the snow. For sure,
0: for sure. And (laughs) and that's what they're going to lean on. Goff is not a a, a cold weather guy. We know that. He's never played really in that um, throughout his career, even in collegiate. So. I, I will pass, but I man, it's just tough. That's a, it's a tough game because it's playing with that uh, always that playing with that prime number that's six and a half, seven, seven and a half. Once once you if you were on Denver and you missed the seven and a half, then you pass. If you're on the Rams and and now you get six and a half, then you take it. You know what I mean? So it depends on what your thought was, but you play with that prime number either which way.
3: That's interesting, and, and Holly, I want to ask you about one of Lance's picks. Lance is is hot again. He got both of his picks last week. Uh, he's got Minnesota, minus 10. Holly, I know this isn't one that, that you picked, but if you had to take a side, would you go uh, with uh, Arizona or, or Minnesota?
4: Well, since I have to play all of these games every week, I actually took um, I took the Cardinals. and the um, I'm taking Cardinals here because I just don't like that high of – I don't like double digits. And usually the only teams that I'm going to play with with double digits are going to be Green Bay or the Patriots. So the rankings might be rolling again, but I'm still not confident enough to take those seventy points for them. So,
0: and as far as betting percentages and things like that. The Vikings are getting 71% of the tickets, right? So then you ask yourself, how about the money? Because when you have a lot of tickets on one side, but then the money is on the other, that means the Sharps are the big money. So if they ever differentiate each other, then you know where the public is betting or not. But in this game specifically, 72 on the bets, on the tickets, but then also on the money, 73%. So the pros are on it, the public's on it, Holly's on it. (laughs)
3: And that that, that brings me to another one. I want to talk about the Steelers game with you, Holly. I'm with Fred. I I like the Steelers. I think I got them for plus one and a half. I just think this is a game where the Bengals lose it no big deal. You know, they're still doing great in that division where I feel like it's a must-win game for the Steelers. Where are you at on this one, Holly? Exactly. That's exactly what my whole little write-up
4: was going for, is that the Steelers need this win. They don't like sitting pretty at the bottom of the division. It's embarrassing for them, and I like everyone there sitting at the station right now. I am not a believer in the Cincinnati Bengals. I have said this since day one, and I don't think anybody believes them but Cincinnati fans. So okay. I'm not ever really hype on them.
3: Okay, I, I want to And also that.
4: the the Bengals are I'm sorry the Bengals are four one, but and I know Big Ben's not really good on the road. But the stats say he's only lost once when playing in Cincinnati since 2011, once. So not only do they need that win, but looking at those stats, I think this is an easy game for Steelers now.
3: Interesting. I, I want to get to this New England Kansas City game. Just I love think, it. Yeah, I, it's just one love of the best it. games of the week, I think. And uh, I wanted to get to Eric Sandler. He has he's taking the Patriots minus three and a half. What side are you on?
4: I agree with him both of his picks. I'm eating up the Patriots. there are two I don't like betting against Kansas City and I don't like three and a half lines, but I do love Brady and Revenge together. I'm definitely going. If anybody could shut down Kansas City and make them feel a little dumb, it's probably gonna be Brady.
5: <laughs> That's fair. Hey Holly, so you know I got to ask about my chargers. look they're they're underdogs. Cleveland's favored by one. What are you thinking about this game?
4: oh, you're not going to like me here. Because I, I took this one just as a fun pick, because when I thought it, it was just a straight pick, um, and I took the Browns, just for fun. Um, I could definitely see the Chargers pulling out the windmill. I wouldn't be surprised. But on my end, I took Browns.
3: There you go. Thank you, Holly. And I guess before we let you go, Holly, why don't you tell everybody where they can find
4: you? Sure. You guys can follow me on Twitter at XLHolly. Um I'm also on SportsMap. I'll be doing all the NFL recaps each week, and then my own website
3: is holly.football. Awesome. Thank you very much. I assume you'll be doing some more sports map videos coming up, so everybody look Absolutely. out for those. Oh, yes. Alright, Holly. Well, good luck this week. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch up with you again next week.
4: You too, guys. See y'all next Sunday.
0: Thanks. I'm really, really liking that uh, Patriots pick. I was going to wait a little bit to release it. That three and a half, though, it's it's a little scary, so I will be attacking the, the Patriots more from a team total perspective, but When Eric and I agree on something I've uh, noticed that we always hit so I think the Patriots this is where they show them this is where they bring back uh, Mahomes into reality of what football really is and I saw a stat out there that no quarterback under the age of 25 has ever gone to Gillette Stadium and won.
3: Wow that that's saying something (laughs) right there and I think Holly hit on something the revenge factor right after you know the Chiefs beating them week one last year I I think the Patriots are going to be jacked up for this one.
0: And the Chiefs are five and zero against the spread this year. So even though they're having a premium, usually when you get teams like this um, that people jump on and the public loves that offensive side, they're, they the 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 numbers adjust to them. The books uh, they, they add a little premium to them. But truth is that they're still covering. And I think they come back down to earth. Although they're covering the average uh, spread by eight point three points, which is a second in the league.
3: Wow! If you you feel pretty passionate about this. You know, the
0: the Patriots, if you wanted to, like, bet it, you know, wh- where do you think you would go to, to put your money down? Well, I'm actually on the screen right now, and I've been hitting it all week and waiting for the line to move, but it's my bookie. They always have the best lines and the best payouts. So just remember who you're betting with. is just as important as who you're betting on. But my bookie AG is the online destination to get on any game, safe, reliable, and they've been in business for years. I've used them for years. I've been around the block a little bit, if you know that, and I've used, you know, 15 online books in my lifetime never never have I ran into one that treats you like this if you have a customer service problem you can call them you actually get a person to speak to if you uh, if you don't want to call you want to do a chat they got online chat that you can do again my bookie safe reliable and that's why I mess with them that's why I trust them with my money because when it's time to get paid this the week is over you're celebrating now you got to fight your book to get your money no that's not the way it works on my right now they're going to give you a deal. Go to, on your computer or mobile phone to mybookie.ag, get your account started. They'll match your first deposit, dollar for dollar. We're going to throw 200 in there. They're going to give you 200 Now you have 400 to play with, and now you can really, really spread your money out. Again, mybookie.ag, and use promo code RADIO to activate the offer. My Bookie, that's Mybookie, that's m dot A-G, and don't forget to use that promo code RADIO. You play, you win, you get paid, Mybookie. Come on, come on. How to slot the top off. It's just a roof. Uh, she said where we going and I set the moon. Oh, oh. We ain't even make it to the room. Twitter.
1: Twitter.
2: Follow the show on Twitter at moneyline975.
1: Yeah. This is Money Line on ESPN
2: 975 and on ESPN 975.com.
1: Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan.
3: Alright, we are back. You are listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. I am joined by Jerry Bo, Cam Behind the Glass. I am Josh Jordan. And you know what that song means. That means that Jerry Bo's is about to put a bunch of money in your bank account because he's going to give you some picks today, guys. So this is the time. This is what you've been waiting for. You can go to get over to MyBookie right after this and get in on the action. So, Jerry,
0: what do you have for us today? Straight bet. Straight bets. We talked about the Steelers and how much we all like them. So let's start it off that way. I think that Cincinnati is overrated. I think that they can be beat. They're not as stout on the passing defense as they have been. They're susceptible to it. I think that the Steelers need this game more than than the the Bengals do. And I think they show up and show out. So I'm placing three units on Steelers.
2: Straight bets.
0: Falcons minus three. I really think that the Falcons get right here they give up points, but they also can score. And in this game, it's going to be a track meet. Ultimately, I think it takes a little bit of time for Winston to get back to what he needs to be. And I think the Falcons win minus three, but also hit them on the team total. And that's going to be my big bet. So Falcons minus three for one unit, but hit that Falcons team total over 30 and a half because you could still lose this game. I can see the Falcons. Say, say we did lose that minus three. You're kind of covering yourself having the team total over 30 and a half because they could easily lose this game 34 31 or they could win this game 31 30 not cover the three but you hit your team total
2: straight bets
0: seahawks team total over 25 and a half traditionally when games are overseas you would think that they are low scoring but truth is that 12 of the last 18 games have seen over 47 points today 48 and a half is the total i think seattle gets there they got right last week on the offensive side of the ball the Raiders don't create pressure, and that's going to allow C, uh, uh, Russell Wilson's weapons to get open and get downfield. Expect a couple of long touchdowns from Tyler Lockett. At least one big play because uh, the he, he's had three 40-plus yard gains in the last few weeks. Oakland allows the most 20-plus yard gains in the league. So expect for a couple of big plays, and that will ultimately push the Seahawks' team total over 25.5.
2: Straight bets.
0: Same game Seahawks Raiders over 48 and a half. I think that the Seahawks will struggle on the offensive side, uh defensive side of the ball. Amari Cooper gets right here. He'll have a few uh, a big game and I think the game ultimately gets over 48 and a half.
2: Straight bets.
0: Bears minus 4 is what I had it last night when I gave it out to some of my people. Now the line has changed with the news. It's gone to 6. I don't know if I like it as as much, but if you're going to play the Bears at minus 6, play it for one unit.
2: Straight bets.
0: Broncos plus seven and a half. Again, I talked about the key number earlier. I like it at over the seven, seven and a half. But I'm hearing from some people that it's moved down to six and a half after the uh, the, the weather announcement. So if you missed your chance after the prime number, pass it.
2: Straight bets.
0: Ravens, Titans, under. Ravens are playing three games on the road right now. When teams play like that, they're 111 and 149 against the spread when, when playing the third road game. So keep that in mind. The Titans can't move the ball themselves. So so just think, uh, how, how are the touchdowns going to be scored here? I see a 2017 game, 13-17 game. So hit that under for one unit. Straight bet. Bears-Dolphins, this was made before the injury announcement when I dropped my card last night, but I still think it goes under. I don't see how the Dolphins are going to move the ball with the offensive line troubles. The pressure will be there all day, and and I just don't see how Dolphins get, let's say, more than 13, 14 points. I think the Bears hitting that 20, 23 range, maybe even a touchdown on, on the defensive side of the ball.
2: The people's parlay.
0: People's parlay, let's go. Steelers, plus one and a half. Falcons minus three, and then the under in the Ravens Titans.
2: The People's Parlay. Teasers.
0: And then the 10 point teaser. We're going to do a max five units. I'm really confident on this. So if you bring back down the Vikings uh, 10 points, it should get you around the one and a half point range. Get that. Then you could take the Packers down to .5 points, a half a point. So just basically win. And then you get the Broncos. I had them at seven and a half at the time. So when I added that 10, it was 17.5. That's crossing all types of key numbers and all rules. And if they get beat by seventeen and five, then, then I deserve to lose. So that's the teaser of the week. And I love it. So pound that.
3: All right, and we need to get some injury updates. Andrew, what do you got for us?
1: Breaking news. N-n-n- news flash.
6: All right, guys, as promised, I'm back. The injury reports are out, so we've got all the information you guys are going to need. Deshaun Watson, we expect him to, him to be active this week. He's officially active. Like you guys touched on, Ryan Tannehill is officially out this week. Brock Osweiler is starting, so that entire Dolphins offense is completely radioactive for me. Stay as far away as possible. At running back, Dalvin Cook is officially out this week. He Mm -hmm. was only going to play about half the snaps if he was active, so I think they just decided to say, hey, we're going to keep you out, try and get you back as close to 100% as possible. Chris Thompson is out for the Washington Redskins. Adrian Peterson is active, but he's dealing with all sorts of injuries. He's dealing with shoulder, ankle, and knee injuries coming into this week. He's a warrior. I know he plays through stuff, but even with Chris Thompson being out with all those injuries, that's something I would probably stay away from especially considering it wide receiver. Jamison Crowder's out for the Redskins as well. And on top of that, wow. Paul Richardson and Josh Doxson are both active, but both of them barely practiced at all this week. <laughs> they, they, they're a mash unit right now. I would, I would stay away from those guys. Devontae Parker is active. Martavis Bryant is active. John Ross is out. At tight end, Eric Ebron is active, as expected. Greg Olson, he's active, as expected. It's going to be his first week back in action since he broke his foot. Last year when he was coming back from the broken foot, it took him about a week to get going. So I'd take a wait-and-see approach with him because I don't expect him to just get right back into the flow of things straight away, give him a week to get going, and then he should be one of your top tight ends, as long, presuming he's healthy moving forward. Nick Vanette is out for the Seahawks, and O.J. Howard, surprisingly, is active for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hmm. But for O.J. Howard, he has a sprained MCL, He's coming back significantly earlier than they expected him to. He was practicing with a huge brace on it this week. So definitely don't expect him to be at 100%. I would not just throw him into your lineup if you have the opportunity to. For these late games, Brandon Cooks and Connor Cup are both active. Coming back from these concussions, they'll be good to go. Sonny Michelle is questionable, but for me, it's the Patriots being smart and they're managing his knee injury. We talked about it at length uh, at the start of the season with his knee issues. Expect to see him in the lineup. I have no questions that he's going to play tonight. Josh Gordon, same thing. He's questionable, but he's had the same designation for the past couple of weeks with the hamstring, and he's played both times. My issue with him is that he's only received at most 18 snaps on the offensive side of the ball these past couple weeks. So hopefully this is the week where they start to integrate him into the offense some more. We've been hearing all the right things in terms of fluff pieces coming out of New England. But, you know, until I see his role expand, it's going to be hard for me to trust him. Chris Hogan is questionable, but he's expected to play. Gronk is questionable, but he's expected to play as well. He's had the same designation with the injury for the past three weeks, and he's played every single time. I know he hasn't quite lived up to expectations so far, but he is expected to play. For Monday Night Football, Matt Breida is questionable, and at this point, I think they're leaning towards not playing him. He's been dealing with a different injury every week for the past three weeks. (laughs) This dude has just been getting beat to hell. And he's someone that, even if he is end up being, even if he does end up being active, I'd stay away simply because of the fact that look, there's only so many injuries a guy can play through before it really catches up with him. And I, I think that's this week for him. On the Packers' side, Randall Cobb is still questionable. He's going to be a game-time decision. Geronimo Allison, same thing. He's going to be a game-time decision. So for all those Monday Night Football guys, If you need to play them, put them in the flex so that way you can have some insurance and put any sort of position in there. But, man, if you need to rely on those guys, make sure you have insurance heading into Monday night because you don't want to be left high and dry. That's all I got for you guys this week. Thanks, Andrew.
3: Yeah, that's good advice. Make sure you have some other options there if you're waiting on those guys. So this is the time of this segment when... I like to get a little flexy. I like to I like to give you some plays, some under the radar guys that I think could could come through for you this week. We know you're starting Julio Jones, but what about Calvin Ridley? Should you start him? I say yes, you should start him. He makes me feel flexy. And Sony Michelle, he's a guy that I really like. I think he's going to play. The Patriots just doing their thing where they list everybody as questionable. They've been doing that for years. I think you fire off on Sony Michelle. I think Aaron Jones is a guy that you heard how many injuries the Packers have, right? We don't even know who's going to be playing. I think maybe they'd lean on the run a little bit this week. I know it's risky, guys, so I'm not saying start him as a number one running back. But if you need a little upside, you need a flex, I think Aaron Jones, they might lean on him a little bit. I mean, they're probably going to cruise to a win, so I could see them running the ball a lot in the second half. Andrew just mentioned Matt Breida. How about Alf Morris? Alfred Morris is actually a decent play this week just because of volume. I think he's going to get a lot of volume. I think he's a guy that you can roll with, and he might make you flexy. But out of the other running backs that really make me flexy is Marshawn Lynch. Revenge game for Marshawn, guys. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-huh. I think he scores, and the Seahawks, they're allowing over 22 fantasy points a game to running backs which is about middle of the pack, but I think Marshawn Lynch punches it in. I think Tyler Boyd is a guy that could come through this week. We know what's going on with the Steelers' secondary is not that good, so I think Tyler Boyd might come through. We talked about Sammy Watkins earlier today, and Josh advised a, a listener to play him. I like him this week. I think there's a lot of points in this game. I also like Julian Edelman, especially with Hogan banged up, especially in PPR, guys. I don't know how you get away from Julian Edelman. I actually like Emmanuel Sanders this week. The uh, The thing with the Rams is they haven't been very good against wide receivers. Over the past month, they're giving up 41 fantasy points a game to the position. I think you give Emmanuel Sanders a shot. And just a couple more for you guys. It tied in. Austin Hooper. Can you believe it? He finally came through. I've been pushing him on this show. Ho- Hooper. Yes, he finally came through. He had a big game. He's got a great matchup this week against the Bucks. If you have the stones, get them in your lineup. And finally, at tight end, Cameron Brait. He's got a good connection with Jameis Winston. Even though O.J. Howard's back, I don't think that's a deal breaker for me. I think you fire up Cameron Brake And then at quarterback, I like Jameis Winston. Who doesn't this week? I think he's set to have a big game. And then I also like Andy Dalton. I don't think they're going to win the game, but I think the Bengals are going to put up some points, and I think Andy will throw them. So that is what is making me feel flexy this week, guys. If you have any other questions, we'll hit them on the other side of the break, 713. 3-7-8-0-3-7-7-6. You are listening to Moneyline on ESPN
4: 975. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's Best Sports Talk, ESPN 975. <laughs>
1: You're listening to money line on ESPN 97.5
2: and on ESPN 97.5.com.
1: Presented by Sky Wonder Pyrotechnics, live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan.
3: All right, we are back. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. I'm joined by Jerry Bowe. I'm Josh Jordan. We got Cam behind the glass. And we're going to quickly just get through all the games as as fast as we can here. But first, we got Peter on hold. He's got a fantasy question for us. So, uh, Peter, what do you got?
1: Hey, uh, good morning, guys. Uh, Appreciate the show. Appreciate the opportunity. Struggling with this one, though. Joe Mixon, who I have on the bench right now, and I'm starting Will Fuller, but what concerns me is, D, is uh, Deshaun's uh, health and getting the ball down the field to Will Fuller. You think I should pull them and, and pull him and start uh, Joe Mixon?
3: Hey, I, I would play Mixon over Fuller for sure. I think Mixon's going to
0: have a really big game this week. And me too you know whenever you play these teams or games that are in uh, uh they're supposed to be shootouts and stuff whenever the uh the opposite team like say the Steelers are scoring at a rapid pace that's when you lean on the run under Bill Lazor uh and dominates he dominates touches he's had I think it was 22 18 and 22 in the last three games uh when he's been the starter go ahead and fire him up Will Fuller don't get me wrong the points will be there but what happens whenever the game blows open and the the Texans are trying to just run it in. How many catches in the fourth quarter do you really get that are that can go to the house? And also with Cootie there, it's it, it, it gets a, it's it's a, not as easy as you would think. So run with Mixon with, with the sure points.
3: Yeah, and Gio Bernard's out, so Mixon's going to get a boatload of touches. So I, I would go with Joe Mixon for sure. Thanks for the call. All right, so let's try and spin around these games. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and skip the Texans game. I feel like we really covered that. If you guys want to hear it, go to Podcast Arena, Moneyline on Podcast Arena, if you want to hear our breakdown of the Texans and the Bills. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Bucks and the Falcons. Um, on the Falcons' side of the ball – man you're fired up pretty much everybody here guys i mean this is going to be a high scoring game with the bucks i think it's going to be a high scoring game for them too so i mean i like cameron brate as a sleeper we talked about him a little while ago you're playing evans james is a great play this week in daily and in season long so even sanu and ridley go ahead and get them in your lineups
0: stack the game every which way you can uh there's going to be points. Try to find uh, go go off of what people. Everyone's going to gravitate to the big name receivers. The well, what about the Hoopers in life? You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and that's where you can gain some ground on people.
3: No doubt about it. And Jerry, from a gambling perspective, remind everybody where you are. The Falcons are, are minus three is the number.
0: Rise up, Falcons.
3: There you go. You heard it from Jerry. Go ahead and play the Falcons this week. All right, let's go to the next one. Chargers and Browns. This is kind of interesting. You were just talking about Njoku, right? And, you know, he kind of has a tough matchup with Derwin James on him, but I don't know. Jerry has a good feeling about him this week. What do you like about Njoku?
0: I just got a feeling that the way the Chargers play, it makes it a, a funnel-type offense for yourself. You you try to get away from passing it outside, and at this point, I think that Baker loves that, that guy. He he in, in the preseason, we saw that, you know what I mean? And I think he'll lean on him today. Uh, look for Njoku to get in the end zone.
3: There you go. I really like Jarvis Landry, by the way, this week, guys, so you might want to get get him in your lineup. I think uh, Keenan Allen it might be a little tough. He's got a tough matchup this week, but he's a guy you start every week. Baker Makefield might actually be a, like a sneaky kind of DFS play this week. He's He's been pretty good. So if, if you're really desperate, maybe you got Drew Brees on a bye or something, you might be able to get away with starting Baker this week. Now, Cleveland's at home in this game. They're favored by a point, And the over-under's at 47. What do you like about this one, Jerry, or is this a stay-away game for you? I'll
0: stay away. I'm confused. What, what, what would this line be going into the season? The... Chargers were the third favorite team to win out of the AFC, right? So there was high expectations. Are the expectations as high now after we've seen them, that defense? They get torched. You've seen C.J. Beathard throw it on them, yeah. build a lead. You see teams, uh, uh, golf, of course, dice them up. Everyone dices up that secondary, and it's not what they're supposed to be. I don't know if it's because the pass rush isn't what you know what we expected. I don't know, but as I'm confused. I'm still going to play – The Chargers, for the simple fact that I think that everybody is overreacting over Cleveland, at the end of the day, it's still growing pains for Baker. And he'll have his moments where he's going to make mistakes. And the way that you're going to win this game is Williams, the defensive coordinator for the Browns. He blitzes at the highest rate in the league, right? Well, who's got the best DVOA under pressure? Rivers. So expect Rivers to make moves or great plays while on the move.
3: That's interesting. All right guys, there you have it. Let's move on. Try to get to everything. Colts and Jets. I think you're starting Ebron, right? He's been fantastic as a tight end. I kind of like Andy Luck this week. I just I know he doesn't have much to throw to, but he's a good enough quarterback. He can still get you some points. On the Jets side of the ball, I'm still not feeling Robbie Anderson. I know he had a big game, but that's that's not something I'm super excited about. Any takeaways from this one,
0: Jerry? It's tough. That one's a tough game. I'll be staying away as a whole from the gambling standpoint because I just can't find a key number on it.
3: There you go, guys. All right, moving on. Seahawks and Raiders. And, you know, we talked to our guy Josh earlier today at Fantasy ADHD, and he really likes this game for some fantasy points. He's really big. He likes Russell Wilson this week. He likes some of the Oakland guys. He likes Lynch. He likes Cooper. I'm in the same boat. I think this could be a high-scoring game. Is there
0: anything uh, that that you take away from this one, Jerry? I like Lynch quite a bit. Revenge game. I think that this plays perfect into a game script for him. The guy I really like, though, I spoke about earlier, was Tyler Lockett, though. He leads Seattle in air yards by more than 100. He's ripped off those 340-plus yard catches in the first five games of the year. And he's going up against a defense that gives up a bunch of long plays. So look for Lockett to burn a big one.
3: All right. And uh, for a play on this one, it's, it's minus three Seattle's the number over under at 48 is there any side you like out of that
0: hit it three times the trifecta seattle minus two and a half seattle team total over 25 and a half and then the over for the game i think you're looking at somewhere around seattle 27 23
5: hey and if you're looking for a nice sleeper mike davis 36 uh touches the last two games even though carson's getting his touches so is mike davis with 36 touches the last two games oakland doesn't have a defense that can stop him so for somebody that's forty one hundred dollars that's a nice little flex pick uh,
3: that, that's a good point cam and boy they he must hate penny right because Ooh. they take him in the first round and, and he can't get on the field all right moving along we'll go panthers and redskins um you know mccaffrey i'm down with him i kind of like cam here on the redskins side of the ball i think i don't like anybody here um you know we heard from andrew earlier just everybody is hurt for washington so i'm kind of staying away from those guys from a gambling perspective carolina is favored by a point so it's minus one there over unders forty four and a half and he plays on this one Jerry
0: I'll be playing Jordan Reed quite a bit in my lineups he's coming around once when, healthy I mean let's not forget what he was he was trying to put himself in that that tight end uh, one tier you know for a couple of years back but injuries have ultimately kept his ceiling down and kept him off the field but with no other options out there look for him to get his yeah
3: that that's a tough one i I just don't feel like Alex Smith likes him enough. He should be giving him the ball a ton, and it hasn't happened yet. So let's hope today is that day where he really gets featured. All right, moving along, uh, Cardinals-Vikings. Ten-point favorite the Vikings are on this one. Lance likes that play if you are listening earlier. The Cardinals... You
0: kind of like Johnson this week, don't you, Jerry? Tell everybody about that. A total contrarian pick, though, but everyone has a price. Like I tell you, don't ever go into a season-long draft saying, man, I'm not getting that guy. It's I'm not getting that guy at so price. This week, you get Johnson going up against a tough, tough Minnesota front a team that hasn't given up has given up the fewest 15 plus yard gains they allow the fourth fewest catches to running backs but Johnson's now playing 94 percent of the snaps and last week he finally got going a little bit the Cardinals do have a couple of linemen that are hurt so look for that to be a problem but with nobody on him and he's only 5,900 think about that 5,900 in DFS a player that used to go for 85 8,800 I'll take my chances on somebody that'll be very very low owned Here's one
3: for you. What about Latavius Murray with, with with Cook not playing? Is Murray somebody that you know is a dart throw? I mean, he, he's going to get the touches.
0: You have to on a game that predicts them to be up by double digits against a team that go uh, plays uh, the defense that faces the most rush attempts in Arizona. You have to go that way. They've struggled against the run all year. Uh, what people don't realize is Arizona has a good pass rush, and that's that, that's where this game's going to be. Uh, I guess swindled in either which way because Minnesota has been struggling on the offensive line. So if Arizona could create pressure, that's good. But again, lean on Latavius Murray and make this simple. Get up by 7 points, 10 points, and just ride it on in.
5: Hey, and if we're looking for another cheap pick, my boy Christian Kirk has got a 90-yard game and an 86-yard game two of the last three weeks. He's only $4,200 against a 20th-ranked pass defense in Minnesota. You know, he might be the new favorite target because Larry Fitzgerald, we love him, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. That's a good point there,
3: guys. All right,
5: uh, let's get to uh,
3: one more here before we hit the break. Steelers-Bengals, if you listened earlier, Jerry really likes the Steelers as a play this week, plus the points, so get in on that one, guys. From a fantasy angle, I think you're starting all your Steelers, right? I mean, this is going to be a high-scoring game, in my opinion. For the Bengals, we like Boyd. We like A.J. Green. We just talked about Joe Mixon. We really like him this week. I even think Andy Dalton could be a, a good play. Anything I'm leaving out
0: here, Jerry? Nah, fire them all up. This is fantasy goodness. It's just about getting lucky and picking the right spots. But Tyler Boyd keeps popping up on a lot, a lot of optimizers that I run. Um, AJ Green's going to be having Joe Hayden on him, which uh, that doesn't mean you shy away. Last week, you saw whenever he had uh, a a tough matchup, they lined him up in the slot quite a bit. He had his biggest game to date.
3: There you go. And. I got to get in pretty quick here because it's it's 42 after, and I got to get my bets in. And when I get my bets in, I go to my bookie, Jerry. And the reason I go to my bookie is because I like to wager on sports and, you know— it's fun it makes the games more exciting that's why they make these lines so we can bet on them and for fantasy too a lot of these sleepers i have here i'm going to take the over in the fantasy points with these guys because i think they're going to come through for me so just remember who you're betting on is just important is who you're betting with and with my bookie it's the online destination to get action on any game it's safe it's reliable they've been in business for years and that's why i recommend them and when you win guess what they actually pay your money that's pretty important right guys so they have live betting the most rewarding player perks in the business and like I said for the fantasy guys we can bet the over under on how many fantasy points each guy will score so just get on your computer go to mybookie.ag and get your account started and if you do it right now they will match your first deposit dollar for dollar you put 200 bucks in there they're gonna match it with 200 bucks think how much money you have to bet with today if you go do that all you have to do is use the promo code radio to activate the offer so just go to mybookie.ag today and don't forget to use the Promo code radio. When you create your account, you play, you win, you get paid. My bookie.
2: They'll do anything for a dollar. I could have went to school
4: to be a doctor, but I
2: dropped out and chose to be a.
4: Twitter. Twitter.
2: Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 975
1: You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5
2: and on ESPN 97.5.com.
1: Presented by MyBookie, live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan.
0: Welcome back to Moneyline. We just gave out all our picks, and we want to give a quick shout out to our proud sponsors, Kleins Jewelry. They've been around since 1969. They specialize in all type of jewelry, jewelry and watch repair, both and all the jewelry is manufactured in store. Original custom rings, uh, bracelets, anything you want, he can make for you. Go in your jewelry drawer and get all that stuff that you don't use. Take it to Mark. He'll give something specialized, something that's perfect for you. No job too big, too small. Loose diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond pendants, diamond earrings, any shape, any size. Don't go to the mall and get that overpriced jewelry right down the street from the Galleria. Not even five minutes. You can find them on the corner of Westheimer Road and Fountain View. 5668 Westheimer Road. Call him now on his personal number. Mark wants to... Get to the bottom of what it is that you're looking for and make it happen. 832-316-1388. Give him a call on his personal number and let him know how he can help you out. Once again, that's 832-316-1388 or visit Klein's Jewelry. Tell him Moneyline 97.5 sent you.
3: All right. There we go. All right. We are back on Moneyline and guys, we're going to get through the rest of these games and we're going to do a little put your name on it where Jerry and I will kind of give you some some plays for the week that we're excited about. Cam will participate in that as well. So quickly here, let's go Bears and Dolphins. We talked about this a little earlier. Tariq Cohen's a pick that's... A lot of people are on this week. We had Josh on a little earlier in the show at Fantasy ADHD, and he's not loving him this week just because he's, he's not so sure how that timeshare is going to happen with with Jordan Howard and Cohen. So maybe some caution there. We now know that Osweiler is going to be quarterbacking for Miami, so that changes things a little bit. So – I don't know if you can trust anybody on the Dolphins here. In fact, I know you can't. I mean, Brock Osweiler's throwing the ball, so I'm staying away from any Dolphins. Uh, The Bears, I'm not loving anybody here either except for Burton. I like him as a tight end play
0: this week. Jerry, what do you have on this matchup? Passing on everything as far as the Dolphins on fantasy side i liked the bears quite a bit when they were at four before the news there are six bet it's smaller if you missed the point and also taylor gabriel is coming alive uh, at first it seemed like it was going to be an allison uh, Allen robinson unit but now it seems that taylor gabriel is getting his so look for him to get a quite the amount of looks
3: there you go all right moving along quickly we got rams and broncos this is the one where we're hearing it might have snow, right? So this could be a, a little interesting, especially for golf. That's not exactly the part of the country he's from where he deals with snow. But I still think you've got to fire up the Rams' offense here. Um, on the Broncos' side of the ball, I like Emmanuel Sanders. Um, I know Josh was on earlier. He's not loving him this week, so... You know, take take what you will out of that. And he plays on this one, Jerry, from a gambling perspective.
0: You have to attack the uh, – you always have to stay on the Rams offense. They're they're scoring historically paced. And I, I the snow won't stop Todd Gurley from running all over the place. Just every optimizer I'm run running, even though he's 10,000 on yeah. DraftKings, plug him in because people are going to try to play these cheap, cheap options, these middle-tier guys, and that will give you a, a guy that's low-owned.
3: What, what about Cooper Cup? and Brandon Cooks. Do you think they're both coming
0: off the concussion? Are they somebody that
3: you would trust this week, or do you want to see them play a game
0: before you put them in your lineup? Bradley Roby got cooked by Robbie Anderson last week, three for 123 and two touchdowns. So I don't even know if you can trust Denver like they used to. You know what I mean? The toughest matchup right here will be with Chris Harris in the slot, and everything else is game to me. So is that maybe Cooper Cup you're a little worried about this Exactly, week? exactly. I think that he'll – I mean, that's if, – if any tough matchup, that's it right there. Cooks Cooks runs 73% of his routes on the outside, and he'll draw the more burnable Denver uh, defensive backs.
3: All right, uh, just random. Cooper Cup or Calvin Ridley this week? Ridley. Ridley. All right, moving along, guys. Ravens at Titans – This would be really nice if the Ravens could pull off a win here for all you Texans fans to, you know, smack the Titans again. That would be great. From this one, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of worried about anything on Tennessee's side of the ball from a fantasy perspective. I just – I don't really trust these guys. I tried to give Derrick Henry some love last week. That blew up in my face. Deion Lewis as well. You just can't trust these running backs. And going against the Ravens, my lord, don't start these guys. If they come through and fall in the end zone, oh well, that might happen. But you you can't be excited about those guys in the matchup this
0: week. What about John Brown for the Ravens? Do you like him this week, Jerry? I like him quite a bit. Don't know who's going to hold either him or Crabtree, but truth is that that defense is very, very burnable. John Brown leads the team in red zone targets. It isn't Crabtree like everybody suspected. He leads them in air yards as well, and I think that he'll get at least in the end zone one time today.
3: All right. Uh, What about from a gambling perspective? It looks like it's about minus 2.5 Baltimore's favorite in this one. Is there any side of this one you like? Are you staying away?
0: I think Baltimore is the better team, but playing their third consecutive road game, it's it's a trend that's 111 and 149 against the spread in that sample size. So it kind of pushes me away. I do like the under. I don't see how the Titans are going to move that ball. Uh, Corey Davis will be locked up by Jimmy Smith. Yep. That That's going to hurt him. So just overall, I don't see how these teams move the ball. The winner of this game probably gets 20 points.
3: <laughs> there you have it. All right, this one's interesting. Jags-Cowboys. And I have seen people all over the map with this one. Some people think, that this is where the Cowboys get it going at home. They they beat a, a good team and, and they get things going in the right direction. And there's a lot of other people that think the Jags are just gonna smash the Cowboys and they're gonna be, you know, booing down and screaming to fire Jason Garrett after this game. Just in general, how do you think this one plays out?
0: Low scoring, everyone thinks that the games that involve the Cowboys for some reason can be uh, in high totals or whatnot, but the truth is that at home, their games go under the spread, under the given total, by 6.2 points on average. Now, whenever you look at the uh, Jaguars' side of the ball, it looks like Dante Moncrief is becoming the number one there. He leads them in targets, air yards, red zone targets, targets inside the 10, pretty much everything. But he's a big guy, and what have the Dallas perimeter defenders God, they got size. Byron Jones, 6'1", 199. six 6'2", 202. And they're going to be pushing Moncrief all over the field. Look for Elliott, even though people are going to be off of him. And in the DFS world, people are are, are hitting everywhere around him. But Zeke, give me Zeke. Fire him up in the DFS world, and we'll talk next Sunday and laugh about it.
3: There you go. I just did a a DraftKings lineup a second ago, and and I put Zeke in there. So Jerry and I are are big on him this week. We were talking during the break. What's a down week for Elliott? 100 yards and no touchdown. So get him in your lineups this week. All right, let's get to this Chiefs-Patriots game. I think this might be the game I'm the most excited about this week. Let's look at it from the opposite way. Who are you not playing in
0: this matchup? Is there anybody that you're not starting? And that That's crazy to look at it like that because it, it changes the perception of the whole thing. I'm not avoiding any one person. The guy, though, that I have to fit in in all my lineups is Tyreek Hill. His away in home splits, it's switched. At home, he doesn't get as many touchdowns. On the road, 70%, over 70% of his touchdowns come on the road. He gets them. He gets them deep. And today uh, or, or tonight, I feel like there will be a big play in his arsenal.
3: No doubt about it. I think the only guy you're staying away from is you know probably Chris Hogan on the Patriots. He's a little banged up. And now with Edelman back and Josh Gordon and Gronk, and man, James White is basically just another wide receiver, and, and we love Sony Michelle, at least I do this week, so that's probably the only guy I'm staying away from, but I also like, on the Chiefs side of the ball, I like Sammy Watkins to come through this week, I like Tyree Kill, I think Kareem Hunt, I know it's crazy to say, but I think all these guys could come through, because I just I expect a ton of points in this one, so let's finally get to the very last game, Monday Night Football. 49ers Packers. Well, before we do that, did you have a play on this game for everybody, Jerry, uh, I'm, the Chiefs Patriots?
0: I'm writing the Patriots, um... I don't know. I'm not betting on the Patriots to defense at all. I'm betting on the offense, obviously, here. And I think they surpassed thirty and a half points. I think this game hits somewhere around 34-30, somewhere around there. The Patriots ultimate cover. I think Mahomes will shine, but he won't shine enough to surpass Tommy Brady. Oh, Tommy. All right.
3: There you have it. All right. Monday night football. Kind of a kind of a stinker, right? 49ers and the Packers. I expect the Packers just to to smash the 49ers here. Uh, your initial thoughts on this one
0: Uh, smash mouth like you say it's hard to just but don't get me wrong the Packers are looking for that get right game and so I just can't say I'm going to be laying off of them I will be watching though to see what that backfield does because that's something that you have to look going forward and you could take advantage in the season long if your opponent or whoever the owner of that one of those guys that you're looking for in that backfield isn't really watching them closely take advantage of that
3: no that's a good point I actually I kind of like Alfred Morris in this game just because Breed is not playing so I really Uh, I think he has a lot of opportunity, so that's good. Anybody else on the 49ers, I'm probably staying away from. Packers, you know, start your usual guys. I kind of think they lean on Aaron Jones a little bit this week. It's just a hunch. Uh, You know, I like it. Nothing positive, but I kind of think that's what's going to happen. So that's pretty much it, guys. We tried to get to all the games the best we could, but uh uh-oh.
0: What's that? Put your name on it. It's time to put your name on something, guys, something that you feel strongly about. Josh, who you put your name on this week? Man, I, I
3: think I'm going to go with – I usually give two. I, I like Marshawn Lynch this week. I think in that revenge game he's going to come through for you. And let's see, I'll go with
5: uh, Sony Michelle. Cam, put your name on something for the people. Yo, I'm going Austin Eckler. Look, he's only got 14 rushing uh... – touches the last uh, two games. However, he's averaging over 15 yards per reception with two receiving touchdowns the last two weeks. Look for uh, look for Eckler to, to make the most out of his limited touches against Cleveland. There you go. And Jerry, what do you have? I'm going way out there, and this is just a flyer flyer, but the Atlanta Falcons have given up the
0: most passing receptions to running backs the last few years. This year, nothing has changed with all the injuries. They've been getting abused. Ronald Jones had 11 touches for the first time in this season last week. I think they're looking to get, make a prime Marry back, Ronald Jones, pretty much free in the DFS world. Run him out there and see what he can do.
3: And Ronald Jones might be a guy to beat the waiver wire. If he's out there, go ahead and pick him up. If he has a big game, you may not be able to get him. So, all right, guys, I want to thank all our guests that were on today. We had Lance, Fred, Eric, Holly, uh, at Fantasy ADHD, Josh. Thank, thank him for joining us. Andrew for coming on. Cam behind the glass. Hector on the phones. My great co-host Jerry. All right, good luck, everybody, in this week. Let's win some games. Let's make some
0: money. Peace. <laughs>
2: On Twitter at Moneyline97.5